lady, and she went up to Jesus, and she was going to him for her daughter. And he kind of just rebuked her. And, you know, I was thinking a lot of us would have took that rebuke and thought, well, I tried. But she didn't stop. She said, uh, the pups get the crumbs. And he said, your daughter is delivered. And I just was really thinking about that because, you know, we can stand for our family and for their freedom. And we keep going after the Lord. That's what she did. She went after him, and her child was free of a demonic depression. And we think they've got to go through a bazillion steps to be free. And with one one word, the, the gal was free. But I know that it's... Here's the thing. you got to open up your mouth. If we're going to advance, and I thought about this, Byron, as I heard you open up your mouth this morning, and you, you got put on the spot, but you opened up your mouth. And it says, when we confess to one another, hey, f- some freedom comes when we confess. The light gets shined on our dark, and you don't want to go back there again. And so if we were going to advance with him, and yeah, we can all open our mouths and say the wrong things, but we've got to be discerning, and Lord, we want to say what you say. We want to be able to say, just like that lady, she said at the right time, and don't let the enemy stop you, because I really believe a lot of us would have just stopped whenever Jesus said the first thing to her. We would have said, Oh, but she, she pursued him. So, Lord, we want to keep pursuing you with those right words. And she said one more thing to him, and freedom comes. So you guys that are hopeless and feel like your family is never going to come to the Lord, I say God can do it. Just like he healed that girl, and one, with one word, she was healed. And I don't even think she was there. It makes it out like she wasn't even there. So they don't have to be right with you. So, but open your, if we're going to advance in the next season, you've got to start opening up your mouth and saying, this is what I'm hearing God say. This is where I am going. And it may look dark. It may look bleak. But my God says. That's right. We're going to the other side. And Jackson, I want to tell you something. When I was over there. I saw like this white just swirling around you. And there's a verse in Psalms, you know, we know that talks about, you know, he goes before us. But there's a verse in Psalms that I've just read recently, and it says he also clothes behind us. He's behind us, and he's covering up that junk that we've just went through. Nobody sees that ever again. So the Lord is covering you. And you know what? You keep, you're like, we're all like, we all go out there. Then he brings us back. But you know what? You're back. That's what matters. You're back. You're back. But he, I'm telling you, I saw him just swirling around you and swirling around you. So those things that want to 
mess with your head. We just say they're broke off today in Jesus' name, that he's behind you, and he's, he's clearing the path. You keep going after him. He's behind you. He, he's wiping away the junk that you've been through, just like he, who hadn't been there? We've all had, we all have junk. My junk may look different than yours, but doesn't make me, my junk any less. But Lord, we want to advance into what you have next for us because it's higher, it's bigger, it's better, it's greater. And we can't settle any longer for a mundane, boring life because that's not the Christian life. That's not what God has for us. It's an adventure out there. And you know what? Y'all are the adventure takers. He wants that for each one of us. God's, God, you're so good, and we just want to step in. I just want to pray over us. Lord, we want to step in this morning to what you have for us. We want to advance into your kingdom further, Lord, and show us how to open up our mouths and to push back the darkness, how to open up our mouths and bring liberty to those that need freedom, Lord. Show us how to do that. That's that roar. That's what's in you. And you know what? Intimidation and fear wants to stop that. And it sounds crazy. Explain God. It's crazy. You can't. God's ways are bigger than ours. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God. We trust you for this adventure of a lifetime. There's no pain. There's no sorrow. Lord, you bring healing. You bring life to us. And Lord, we rejoice in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I just want to bless you, tell you we'll be here Wednesday night. Make up your mind. I'm going to be there Wednesday night. We do have a special guest Wednesday night. You don't want to miss coming here, my mom. She's been studying. There you go. We got a little taste of it last night at the dinner table. Dad had to kind of get the hook and take her home because she was about to, about to preach us her whole sermon. Anybody have a testimony of something that the Lord did for you this week? He corrected me. Well, praise the Lord. That means he loves you. Amen? Amen. Well, Mariah and I went on a little venture this week, and as we were stuck in traffic for 20 or 25 minutes trying to get into Silver Dollar City, I thought, well, let's just pray. So... I just prayed that the Lord would protect us and give us a good day, and we just asked for favor. And do you want to tell the rest? Okay, come on. We got in there, and I told her, I said, well, I guess we'll just see what happens. And so we got in there, and there was a couple that was there, and uh, they had uh, some tickets, and they said our kids couldn't come, so they said, do you guys want them? And mom said, well, I've got a season pass, but I said, well, I'll take it. So I got in free at Silver Dollar City. So I was so excited. So it was good. Amen. 
so you know even the small things the well and you know it's not cheap to go over to our city so um but he we asked for favor and we received it so it was that was a blessing it was really a blessing so um well let's just stand and we're going to go ahead and receive the offering and guys y'all want to come up and Lord, we just thank you that we can sow back into your kingdom. Lord, you have blessed us, and we bless you back. Lord, we just uh, thank you that this is going f to further uh, your kingdom. Lord, it's going to the nations. Lord, we're depositing in to lives being saved, to lives being free in you. Lord, we, we don't know where all this is going, but Lord, we give in faith this morning. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, okay, they're passing. Go ahead. That's fine. Y'all go right ahead. I don't know. Y'all can be seated. I wouldn't, I don't know what we're doing. Well, say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you're a bunch of shouters, so don't stop now. Come on. Don't make me just point at you to have to shout this morning. I do bless our men and women who are serving this country in the military. Stella, thank you for praying about that this morning. That's, uh, I could tell you some stories. I I wasn't in, in, in a war situation. But you talk about a weaning time. When you get in the military, you find out who you belong to. And if we would just compare that to belonging to God in a way like that. That fall out of my pocket? Okay. Thank you. You find out who you belong to. You know, I had a great relationship at home. I still live at home, live with my parents. I was right out of high school. But, you know, I sure did miss my mom and daddy, and I got away. And my little mother wrote to me all the time. And the thing I wanted, though, more than anything, was to hear from my dad. He might have wrote me once. But, you know, I learned from that. How much our Father God loves us. And see, I can relate to God loving me because I knew I had a dad that loved me. He loved me enough to whip my butt. Whatever it took. You know, all four of us kids, I was the oldest, lived at home. We all got married living at home. There was a car there or a truck there that we could drive. There was a gas tank out there. We never thought about buying gas. I mean, God just, Dad provided for us. But you honored Him. I want to take you on a little journey this morning. And you talk about this shouting. 
I, I shouted louder than that yesterday at a horse show. I saw a couple of horses do things that you'd go a lifetime to see a horse do. Be as animated. And, of course, an animal is trained. But you know what? We have to train this stinking flesh because it's got such a mind to go where it wants to when it wants to. And it just doesn't take much to change it off direction. You, you just got to say. And that's why I said, Lord, this morning, I need you just as much today as I've ever needed you in my life. We don't want to take him for granted. And listen, don't, don't get caught up. You've got to have some spooky, weird feeling. You go and trust in what he said. Don't worry about where you at, God. I don't think Mariah's ever doubted that I loved her. But I'm sure not with her all the time. And yet he said, I'll never leave you, forsake you. But that doesn't mean you always feel like you just won the lottery. See, we want to base things on how we feel. Go back and ask Jacob, Isaac, if you can't be deceived by what you feel. Because Jacob come in pretending to be Esau and got the blessing. Feelings. You can get deceived. I'm telling you, these bodies lie to you. They always want something. They're never satisfied. It's always me and mine. Anyway, I want to go to tell you a little bit of a story in, in the Old Testament, and then we'll get to the New. You know, uh, we went through, talked about Hannah some on Mother's Day, how she so wanted a child and was barren, and she cried out to God, and she became pregnant, and... Samuel was born. She said, I've asked for this child. And you know what she had promised God? I'll give him to you. Listen, you got to give it to God, whatever it is. Whether it's your troubles, your marriage, your job, your future, just give it to God. Trust Him. Trust Him. She did. And when that boy was weaned, however old he was, she took him to live with Eli who was the priest, but had two sons. Eli had rebuked them. Come on, you're sleeping with the women. You're setting all kinds of bad examples. But there was a time in his life he hadn't disciplined those boys. And he lived to regret it. And yet, she took Samuel there as a young child. And there's a couple of verses in the story before I really get to Samuel. In uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 27, listen, say prophets. Prophets are needed. And prophetess Catherine Watsey is in Switzerland today, her team, and they're over there praying against all this stuff that's been going on and where our president's trying to turn our health organization 
put it under who? The world, the world Health Organization, who's ruled and led by a communist person. We don't need that. And they're over there praying against that. Lord bless Catherine and that team. So there's always been prophetic voices. Verse 27, a man of God came to Eli, obviously a prophet, and said to him, Thus saith the Lord. Hey, thus saith the Lord. You see the L-O-R-D all in capitals? You notice that. Maybe you already know this. When you read your Bible, if you see that, you know that's Yahweh. That's God in His big voice. It's time to stand up and salute. Thus saith the Lord, Do I not intend to reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in bondage? He said, you know, and I'm not going to read all of it. He promised them they'd be priests forever. But skip down to verse 30 and 31. Therefore the Lord God, and Lord's in big letters again, declares, I will indeed say that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me, for those who dishonor me, excuse me, those who honor me I will honor. Those who despise me will not be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming when I will break your strength and the strength of your father's house so there will not be an old man in your house. <clears throat> you don't want a prophet come give you a word like that. So, now... There's Samuel in, he, in living with Eli. I just want to look at the first verse of chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli. And the word from the Lord was rare in those days. You notice that? Rare. And visions were infrequent. See, in that day and time, the Holy Spirit was not doesn't operate like he operates now. One time a year, the high priest would take blood for his sins and the sins of the people, go into the Holy of Holies and ask for repentance for the sins that had been the sins for the past year. Jesus Christ took his own blood into the heavenly Holy of Holies to pay for our sins, past, present, and future, not just what happened last year. So visits from God were infrequent in that day and time. But God's about to show up. And let, let me just skip through part of this story. Samuel goes to bed, and the Lord calls to him. He runs to Eli and says, here I am. He said, no, I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. The Lord called him again. He runs to Eli. He said, no, I didn't call you. Eli said, mm, you just say next time, here I am, Lord, speak. And God began to speak to him. God came. It said that he didn't know the Lord yet. 
Don't we want to know the Lord like that? Don't want we hear him? I had a dream about him. You were in my dream the other night. I better not tell it all this morning. Verse 10. The Lord came and stood and called at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. See, that's kind of like saying, whatever you say, I'm going to do. The Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel which both, both ears of anyone who hears will tingle. I think that's Henry said even both ears. In that day I will carry out against Eli all that I've spoken concerning his house from the beginning to the end. For I'm told him, <clears throat> I'm about to judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knew. Because his sons brought a curse on themselves and he did not rebuke them. Therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or an offering forever. So Samuel heard that word and the next morning Eli called him and he says, uh, what did the Lord say? Now, Samuel wasn't going to tell him. You wouldn't want to go tell your mentor that message. But he said, please don't hide it from me. May the Lord do to you and more also, if you hide anything from me of all the words the Lord has spoken. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good. In other words, Eli knew they'd sowed it. He, he knew God was going to do what needed to be done. Thus Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall. Let none of his words fall. When he spoke something, it was a right-on word. And he grew up to be their, their greatest judge. He... Uh, Got to appoint uh, the first king. He got to anoint uh, David to be a king. But see, God speaks in different ways. He, he spoke those things. What that prophet prophesied happened. Israel got into battle. They were getting beat. They said, I know what we need to do. We need to bring the Ark of the Covenant out here and we'll win. I mean, you can't use God's name like a magic portion when you're in trouble. Just call on him. and Well, he always answers, but, you know, we, we should be in relationship with him if we expect him to really hear us. They took the ark out there. And they got defeated. The ark even got captured. The two sons of Eli were both killed in that battle. Eli was sitting on the wall waiting for the answer to come. This runner came in and he said, How'd the battle go? How's, where's the ark? The ark's been captured. Your sons are dead. He fell off the wall, broke his neck and died. What that prophet prophesied happened. God, listen, the, the laws of God started in Genesis of sowing seed time and harvest time. Whether you're a Christian or not, 
What we sow, we always reap. And it looks like in this country, there's things that people have got by with for years. And I think it's time they reap some of them. You know, they just think they can get by. They don't. God always deals with it. He always does. But I, I want to move to the New Testament. But, you know, Isaiah prophesied, he prophesied the coming of Jesus. He said, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child, bear a son. She'll call his name Emmanuel. I mean, there was a lot of prophetic things that have happened. Dixie's reading a book of, uh, it's got prophecies in it. I believe that haven't happened yet. Words, but they're going to happen. But Jesus Christ, by going to the cross, freed mankind to come to receive him and his nature and the mighty Holy Spirit. See, the, the Holy Spirit gives us to hear and fulfill the word of God. Next Sunday, we'll celebrate Pentecost, 50 days from Passover, when the Holy Spirit fell on the group in the upper room. But see, we don't have to wait. If you're a believer, He lives within you. He just wants us to give Him more of Him we're, we're so crowded with their everyday events and things that, that we just, isn't it hard to just, uh, don't we just have to fight to find a place to get quiet, get still, turn everything off? I always say if you just, uh, if there's something you want to remember and can't, just try to get quiet before God. The enemy will remind you, I think, so you'll get up and go do that. Just, but we just have to get quiet. You know, you know this verse in John uh, fourteen sixteen. Let's look at that. Where Jesus said, "I will ask the Father; He will give you another Helper, that He may be with you forever. That the Spirit of Truth, now that's the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive." Because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. That's that little small voice that maybe sometimes we're trying to go this way and we hear something. And sometimes if our flesh is having its way, we just go on. And we wish we'd have stopped and really listened to or maybe a word of caution to stop us from just, maybe it wasn't the word where you were going was a bad thing. But that's where Romans 12, 2 says that we'd learn to know the difference between the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So there's a difference. There's a lot of things that are good, but you know what? The good will keep you from the best. We, I saw that yesterday at that cutting. The first horse in that thing scored the highest mark been scored all week. I knew those other 20 or however many was in it, they all took a deep breath because they knew the bar had really been set. 
Well, listen, Jesus Christ has set the bar. He is our example. We don't have to look to anybody else. You don't have to please anybody else. Just please him and life will be good. Just please him. He said it high. <clears throat> you think if he asked the Father, God didn't do it? He did. He gave us a helper. He gave us a helper, one to live within us, just like Jesus. The Holy Spirit's just like Jesus. The Spirit of Jesus lives within us. He wants to guide us. He wants to lead us. I watched part of that uh, Corey Ten Boone story the other day, and I, I know, uh, I think I told a prayer group, my friend Manly Beasley told about meeting with her after she came to the United States as an older lady, and she was in the hospital. She was in bed. And said she'd visit with him, and then he said all at once she'd just be, yes, Father, and she'd just be gone. She'd be talking to the Lord. See, that was the Holy, Holy Spirit. But I want to hear like that, but I don't want to go through the prison camp she went through. Well, we won't go through the prison camp. But God, see, He's in a process of separating us from things, even from some people, even some relationships. And they're not bad. Maybe they just keep us from getting where we need to be or... Maybe it's just a relationship that we just don't have to be with at all time unless you're married. That's a great relationship. Ask him. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And you know this, these verses. Verse 9. Just as it is written. See, God's got things for us. Your eyes haven't seen. Ears haven't heard, which have not entered the heart of man. There's things that God has got for you that are good, that you haven't had a chance to think about, study out. All that God has prepared for those that love Him. Say there's more. There's more. There's more. And that's why there... Why do I get up in the morning and I don't feel as strong as the Lord as I maybe feel right here? Or why do you just feel like you've got to fight through some things to get started? There is a battle against you. The powers of darkness want to stop what God has for you. And you've, we've got to learn to fight through that. That's part of what our praise and worship's about. And we'll talk about that some more for to us God has revealed them through the spirit for the spirit searches all things even the depths of God don't you want the things that God has for you don't you want those things I'm telling you we ought to be like a kid at Christmas they're under the tree They're under the tree. They may be wrapped up. You haven't seen them yet, but you can go get them anytime you want them. But see, you've got to want to go get them. Oh, I, I don't know why I can't hear like everybody else. I don't know either. I don't know what you do. I don't know how much time you 
I don't know how much time it takes. Didn't take Samuel any. He can show up at any time. He can do what he wants to do. You know, every one of those horses with that rider, they knew they best obey. They were slaves to that rider. Just with the, all kinds of slack in the reins, but it was legal for them to use maybe a little leg pressure. They was doing things. I mean, that's an animal. And yet the Spirit of God lives within us. And I don't know what to do. You know what? It's just time, Lord, I just know I need you. It's time to seek the Lord. The disciples were people just like us. And you watch them walk through three and a half years of schooling. And at the end, Jesus said, I'm leaving. Thomas said, where are you going? Well, how do we know the way? Thomas, have I been with you so long? I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and you hadn't got it yet after three and a half years? Listen, there's a slow process, and, and it's planned by God. I'll say some more about that in a minute. There's no instantaneous maturity in Christ. It's like watching a eight-pound baby. In about 18, 15, 18 years, that body will be changed a lot. It doesn't take you 15 years. But I'm just telling you, in three and a half years, they're going to walk through a village and they wouldn't let them. James and John said, should I just rain fire down on them from heaven and destroy them? Jesus said, you don't know what kind of spirit you're of. I mean, they were in God's school. I'm in God's school. This is an inexhaustible study. Sister Catherine was here Years ago, Hendricks, a woman of God, a saint, was a missionary in China during World War II. And she was in here one day. Something was bothering her. She was going through something. I didn't think she'd ever had a problem. I didn't think there was anything in her past could ever come up and haunt her, cause her a problem. She got kicked out of another church here in town because her brother who was sick and she was taking care of him, had a TV. And she started coming with us. And one day she came to me. She said, Pastor, thank you. You've never stood me in front of the congregation and measured to be sure the hem of my dress was close enough to the floor. She'd been through some churchy stuff, huh? And she was talking about something was... I said, Sister Catherine, I never thought about you having a problem. She said, when will this be over? I said, when we have your service up here. There is always a battle over our lives. I just couldn't believe she'd, the enemy pick on her that way. But I don't care who you are. 
There is a war. That's why. Oh, maybe that's why we got that armor. You got your armor on. It wants to stop you. Those thoughts, those dreams, those things that you know you want to do. I See, I know we're a threat in Skytook. This church is because we're praying for this region. We can talk about the church, and I bless the church, and you know that. Jesus talked about 300 times he mentioned the kingdom of God. We're to decree his kingdom. Well, this region, wherever he sends you and I, that needs to be his kingdom. Like he said, every place you walk, the soles of your feet, I'll give you that land. We claim that territory. We want to bring the presence of God to the situation where God brings us. See, why does the Spirit of God live within us if it's not to change us, to change things around us? And the greatest thing to hear, I'm like Stella, is when God corrects us. Who wants... But you know what? There's times we'd just rather be wrong just have to admit God needed to correct us. Listen, you know what the cross is? You know what it was for Jesus? It was a place of death. We need to talk more about going to the cross. You need to go, Stella went back to the cross. She died. She said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bertha Smith was a great woman of God yesterday. And a man knocked on her door in her older years. Talked to her just a minute. Asked her if she was fine. She said, oh yeah, everything's fine. He left. He started driving out. A little bit here she come, chased him in a car. Honked him, pulled him over. What? Sister Bertha, what's wrong? She said, I lied to you. God convicted me. I lied to you. I told you, yes, everything's fine. She said, I was upset. I just burnt some cookies. <laughs> you know what? Holy Ghost said, <clears throat> are we going to walk together in this? Are we not going to be truthful in these things? If you haven't apologized to somebody, you're backslid. That's all I know. <clears throat> and just say, God's, but you got to say, God's convicted me. I was wrong. Just walk it out. Just walk it out with him. Did you read the word for today? It said, John 16, 7, It's to your advantage that I go away. And if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. I read that. I thought, oh, Lord, I know I'm on track with this message. The Holy Spirit's coming. No, we don't have to wait. He's here. He's here. Let him go. Give him room. Give him room. Lord, you're good. I bless you. I want to go to Acts 15. I love this passage. Acts 15. With this, the words of the prophets agree. Just as it is written. There's a lot of times you can say, it is written. When you get up and you don't feel good in the morning, you say, it's written, God's with me. 
But after these things, I will return. Listen, and I will is going to return. He's, he's coming for somebody today. I will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins. I will restore it so that the rest of mankind, so there's apparently part of mankind, haven't seen this, the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, that's in all capitalized again, who makes these things known from long ago. You know what the tabernacle was? You know, they'd always ca carried around a, a tabernacle before they entered into the promised land. And they had worshipped the Lord. But you know, the ark had gotten captured in war. And when David became king, he brought it back. You remember David was one that played the harp. He was a musician. He was a praiser. And he didn't put the ark back under an enclosure. He put it what we'd call just an overhead, just a covering over the top of it. <clears throat> How many praisers and worships did he bring? 17 sets of praisers and worships, Debbie, or something? Maybe 24. He brought 24 praise teams, and they had praise and worship all during his reign and probably in the Solomons, I'm not sure where it ended, day and night teams that just worship the Lord. You think praise and worship isn't important. I challenge you to get here. I challenge you to learn to just start saying the words of those songs and singing them to Jesus. It's like everything else. You have to learn how to enter into that. That tabernacle of David, he said, I will return and I will restore it. That's, that's why Listen, praise and worship, these things, they're part of our warfare. You remember there's some battles, and he said, I'll just send Judah, the praisers, out front of the army. You're, we sang a song, when I open my mouth, things change. If you'll just speak into that, I'm going to go ahead, regardless of what the enemy says. I know this is God's will. This is what he's got me about. I'm going to go do it. <clears throat> whether that's to get up and go to work, whether that's to go apologize to somebody, whether it's to go witness to somebody, whether it's to go just be who God's called you to be. He wanted someone just like you. Or you wouldn't be here. He wouldn't have created you. But he's created... Yeah, I'm restoring the praise and worship. That, that's what it's about. Time out. <clears throat> we enter into his courts with praise, with thanksgiving. That's what praise and worship's about. That's what 
I'll rebuild the tabernacle of David. This, the things of God weren't hid. They were open for anyone that wanted to come get them. That's the presents are under the tree. Come and, come and get them. Back to Psalms 107. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Those he's redeemed, praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm redeemed. I don't like that kind of music, though. I want to sing it like Grandma did. Well, Grandma's not driving the car you drove either. There's a few things have changed. And God has said, I'm restoring the tabernacle of David. I praise God for our ancestors. But we're to live in this day and time. This is, I'm telling you, God's moving. It's not back where Samuel was, where it says God frequently visited people. He's here today. There's, he speaks. Be prophet, there's prophetic words could come out of here today when we get through. God's saying some things that you could say. I'm restoring. I'm restoring. How are you going to get to know him if you can't if you can't give him thanks in trouble? You can't give him thanks. I mean, there's things that happen that we don't like. There's things that happen to us that are not good. But we just have to say, God, I had a friend do this years ago. He just kept everything he was going through. He'd started his own business and it did great. And then he got shut down. Another business like it come in, a bigger one, just wiped him out. He finally said, God, I guess if you can put up with this, I can. <clears throat> God can put up with it. And yet, you're his favorite child. I think we're all his favorite children. He does love us. But he's not... He will let us go through things. He didn't promise us we'd never have a bad day. He didn't promise us that the enemy wouldn't come after us. Or he wouldn't have left us that suit of armor to raise that shield of faith, to fight off the fiery darts of the adversary. He, do, he, he gave us a voice to say, Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm going on. I'm going on. Lord, I thank you for the tabernacle. I thank you that you've restored praise and worships. Listen, the prophets. I want to talk about the prophets. They're, they're declaring the harvest is coming. Anybody you listen to that's in where I, I believe God is, they're talking about it, the biggest harvest. But see, that's why Jesus said, pray for the labors for the harvest. We need some labors. We, we want to start. Uh, we've been John Watson and I have been talking to the youth. John's willing to lead them. And we've talked uh, four or five that said they'll get involved. We want to start that. Or not this next Wednesday, but a week from that. We want to start that. But we need somebody. And I was asked again this morning, do we have somebody for the little children? We just don't. We need somebody for the little children. Jesus said, pray labors for the harvest. Lord, we call in those. We want, 
We want that. We want to help, Lord, for the nursery. They're proclaiming a harvest. And it says we should be preparing. We should be prepared for the harvest. We need to be prepared. We're planning. You know, we're planning more for this, this fall for the barn meeting. I want that to be such a Holy Spirit meeting, but you know what? We don't have to wait till September. We can, he's here today. Let's live in the now. I mean, you can talk about how great it's going to be and you get to heaven. What about today? What about today? Thank God for what He has done for you. What He is doing for you. You know, you're able to get up and go and, and do things. Lord, we bless you. You do, do you sense His presence? We should always be ready for the second coming of the Lord. But remember the ten virgins? You remember if five were wise and five were foolish? You know what was wrong with the foolish ones? They wasn't prepared. We're to be prepared. We need to get, be ready to give an answer of, of the hope that we have. How can you be hopeful in this day and time to countries like it is? Because I've got a God and I've got His Word and He says regardless of what I go through, He'll go with me. He says He'll meet my every need according to His riches and glory if I'll walk with Him. He said I'll do that. I've, I've got His covenant right here. He says He'll do that for us. But what about you? Are you ready for His coming? Are you born again? Does His Spirit live within you? Are, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you and make a difference in your life? Or is it woe, agony, and... And listen, you can't hide sins from God. He knows. He knows. There'll be a time... You just might as well confess it and get it in the open. Get it right with God. See, why would God buy us? Did He not buy us? Did He not pay a great price? Did He not shed the blood of His only beloved Son to purchase our salvation? I talked about being in the army. They told you when to get up. They told you when to go to bed. They owned you. Do you not know that you belong to God? Your body isn't, you're not your own. You were bought with a price is what the Word of God says. And we wonder why we don't hear Him. Lord, we want to please You. Father God grows us slowly on His time. No instant maturity. He's very patient. Slowly you'll learn that all the troubles in your life, your job, your health, <clears throat> your marriage, your inward feelings are really cures to the poison of your old nature. God wants to build a relationship with you that's based on faith and trust and not on glorious miracles. Because you don't always have a miracle. But you can always have faith and trust in Him.
Miracles happen. Miracles come. They haven't been done away with. What we trust in the finished work of Jesus has your life, have you converged your life with God? How are you using the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life? Why have them and not use them? The cross is a place to die. We've got to come back to the cross. We've got to die to the old way of life and say, God, I want you more than anything else. You know, we pray that in the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Present your body a living sacrifice. That's what Jesus said when He came into the world. I have come to do your will. I've come to do your will. That's what He wants. Then we'll know what's that good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. Let's just let Jesus be Jesus this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you've, you've given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to be more pleased with our relationship with you. Our life's based on you and your finished work, not on what you've done for us or through us. Lord, we come to the cross, a place to die. Lord, we choose to die with you. We say, we reckon the old flesh dead so we can be alive in you, a new creation, a new person. You start an inward process in us that eventually manifests in an outward manifestation. Lord, I pray for everyone here today, those maybe that have never come to accept Jesus Christ personally, that today they'd come give their life to Him. Lord, for those that know they need to be led by Your Spirit, they want to hear Your voice in a greater way. They want to be led by You. Lord, that we'd learn to love Your Word. That we just want to love You, Lord. We didn't choose you. You chose us. And you ordained us that we'd go forth and bear fruit and that that fruit would remain. Where's the fruit? Today we're standing before God. For Jesus, the living God. I promise you He loves us. He wants good for us. But he knows when to withhold it and when to give it. He's a wise father. Let's get in his presence in a greater way today. Let's welcome him. Let's just stand and give him praise and thanks. Some of you, 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 you need to just come and pray this morning. Come and say, God, here I am. Take me, do with me what you want to do. He'll take a mess and make a miracle out of it. He's in the business of trying of changing us all as we yield to him. If 
Your will will agree with what I'm saying. If you will to do it, you'll make a move on it. And if you don't make a move on what, what God's showing you, tomorrow you won't do it. Today is the day of salvation. Just come be part of what God's doing here. Let Him be who He wants to be in you. In Jesus' name. Just come. If you want someone to pray for you, I'll pray with you. Some others will pray for you. Come join these that are praying. We bless you, Lord. Come on. We said hallelujah a while ago. Can you say hallelujah or is it oh me? If you're guilty, come. Or you just need a touch from God. Let Him do it. Lord, we come to You. Lord, I thank You for men that will come bow to You. I bless them, Lord. I bless them. I've told you, when God was really working our lives, I moved to the second row because it was just easier to get to the front that way. Amen. Turn it up a little bit, Alan. Can you sing in the storm? Louder and louder. You're gonna hear my praises roar. Oh, praise him. Up from the ashes. They, Paul and Silas praised him in the prison. Locked. Death is defeated. In the stocks. They found a place to praise him. God, He's our life. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to lay hands on you. Ask the God to do a work in you. Baptize you in His Holy Spirit. Sing in the storm. Louder and louder. You're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is
Pull it down, Alan. Lisa, God hadn't forgotten you. I'm sorry you lost Ronnie. But you know, you had Ronnie to fight for you. He separated some people away from you. You felt pretty alone. And that's Part of that's by God's design. If you just keep looking to Him, you're you're growing in it. But see, it's just you and Him, and He's going to work out everything you need as you grow in Him. This is a process. But get here, stay in here. We, we want to help you grow in that. I bless you and love you. Dixie's got to work. 
Well, uh, we're sitting here pondering on, is it David, David and Brooklyn and Canada? They're, they live in Canada. You say back and forth, you're here some, you're in, but you're really, your residence is in Canada. And I don't know really what I've got, but the Lord pinpointed you and he's got something for you in Canada. I think it's to change some things. And didn't y'all meet at a, a conference, a prophetic conference? Lance Wall now, you still listen to him? You need to start listening to him, he's good. He's got some things that you need to hear. And I just want to break off any religious spirit that's trying to hold you back. Break it off. In the name of Jesus, I put the blood of Jesus over you. And I want your ears to hear what Jesus is saying. I really don't even know what I'm saying. I just know that Canada needs to change. And there's probably some things in you all that need to change to allow the Lord to come out more. You know, and, and the prophetic voice would be so great. And I, and I know if you went to that conference, that's in you somewhere. And start listening to the prophets and what they're saying. Then speak it out. And Canada needs to hear it. I'm telling you, they got a leader up there that needs to be put away. And you know that. Well, I don't know what he is, but he's not right with God. And pray over that. Let that meditate in, in your spirit. Because I, like I say, I don't really know what I'm saying. I just know that God said, pick you out. He's picked you out. And he's going to use you for the kingdom. And I, I know that's a word for, from the Lord. He's going to use both of you for the kingdom. And we just we just pray over you right now. Everybody just put your hands towards them because maybe you've got something for them. But I know that the Lord has many mysteries for them. And he's going to unlock the mysteries of his kingdom for these two. They'll be kingdom changers they'll change canada they'll change wherever they are they move down here they're going to change the atmosphere where they move to so just do a work in them lord do a work and let them know that you love them that you're for them that you're going to do great and mighty miracles through them in jesus name any other words Psalms 32.8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go and guide you with my eye. Okay, I had a, a dream a couple of nights ago when it was prophetic for me. Uh, 
an awakening for me. And then when Jackson got up here and gave his little testimony, and I thought that was for him. Well, as as the pastor went on, I realized it's for everyone. <laughs> and of course, God's word is for everyone. But uh, anyway, my dream was um, I was in a room, a house. It was my house, and there was like uh, lions trying to get in at me. Not not just one, but a what's a herd of lions? <laughs> yeah, pride lions. Anyway, they were trying to get in the door at me, and I was trying to push the door shut to keep them from getting in, and when they would get in at me, I play with my dogs like this, it's stupid, but I, I stick my thumb in their mouth like you paralyze a fish, you know, and I, I'd say dog hook, dog or fish hook to my dogs, and so that's what I was doing to the lions, try to paralyze them and push them out. Well, when they got out, my big dog, I've got a 200-pound mastiff, he was out there, so when I push them out, he'd take care of them. So it was like my friend out there helping me. And that's what we are to each other. We've got to help each other stand in this world. Amen. But when, we, when I got the lions out and I shut the door, I seen the door had broken off the hinges. And I needed, God showed me there was an open door that I was battling. And I opened the door more than crack. I let it break down and I needed to board it back up to be in line with him. And that scripture that goes along with that, would you hold that please? is uh, in Peter, 1 Peter 5, and uh, 5, 6, I think. And this is out of the Passion. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as, as you leave the timing in his hands. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. And Jackson, that's where I thought of you, no matter where you're at. He tenderly cares for you. And be well and balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for his prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles you endure. It's not just you. It's every, It's all of us. In one facet or another, it's all of us, and we need to be there for each other. And then after your brief suffering, the God of all love and grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever before. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up, and he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Just don't miss Wednesday night. You know, Wednesday night we meet out there. Dixie's going to bring the word. We've just got the chairs set around there and have a little chat as she teaches and brings the word. We're ready to go? We finished? Lord, I just thank you that you bless us with your presence that you allow us to call you our Father, our God, our Lord. I speak blessings over the people. Lord, I thank you that your word never returns void. We thank you now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.